0: The Gospel reading for this morning comes from Mark's Gospel beginning in the 10th chapter. I'm gonna start the first verse. Mark wrote, From there Jesus went to the area of Judea across the Jordan. And a crowd of people, as was so often the case, went along. And he, as he so often did, taught them. And Pharisees came up intending to give him a hard time. And they asked, is it legal for a man to divorce his wife? And Jesus said, what did Moses command? They answered, Moses gave permission to fill out a certificate of dismissal and divorce her. And Jesus said, Moses wrote this command only as a concession to your hard-hearted ways. In the original creation, God made male and female to be together. Because of this, a man leaves father and mother, and in marriage he becomes one flesh with a woman, no longer two individuals, but forming a new unity. And because God created this organic union of the two sexes, no one should desecrate his art by cutting them apart. And when they were back home, the disciples brought it up again, and Jesus gave it to them straight. A man who divorces his wife so he can marry someone else commits adultery against her. And a woman who divorces her husband so she can marry someone else commits adultery. And the people brought children to Jesus hoping that he might touch them. The disciples shooed them off. But Jesus was irate and let them know it. Don't push these children away. Don't ever get between them and me. These children are at the very center of life in the kingdom. Mark this. Unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you'll never get in. And then gathering the children up in his arms, he laid his hands of blessing on them. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh God, please, keep loving us in our limits. Keep loving us in a way that is better than the way in which we love you. Bless, we pray, our hearing of your word this day. Speak to each of us, speak to all of us, and grant that by the power of your spirit we may be hearers and doers of your word. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds. Amen. I came across some nuggets of wisdom from children, and I thought I would share them with you this morning. Patrick, age 10, advises, never trust a dog to watch your food. (laughs) Hannah, age nine, advises, when your dad is mad and asks you, do I look stupid, don't answer. (laughs) (laughs) Talia, age 11, advises, When your mom is mad at your dad, don't let her brush your hair. (laughs) Andrew, age nine, advises, A puppy always has bad breath, even after eating a Tic Tac. (laughs) Lauren, age nine, felt tip markers are not good to use as lipstick. Oh. Alicia, age 13. When you get a bad grade in school, show it to your mom when she's on the phone. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. Joel, age 10. Never try to baptize a cat. <laughs> kids. I've always loved kids. In fact, I can honestly tell you that some of the most fun times I've had in ministry have come during children's moments. You know, children are generally honest. They trust you for the most part. They like to play and they laugh somewhat easily. They have wonderful insights about stuff. And I've always found them fun to be around. So really the whole disciples trying to keep the kids away from Jesus thing to me is really pretty weird. Why exactly would this upset them so much, do you suppose? I think maybe they had a target audience in mind, a special focus group. And it just didn't include little kids. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, maybe because the Pharisees came around first. And they wanted to give Jesus a hard time. So they asked him a toughie, is it legal for a man to divorce his wife? And Jesus answers. But if you pair up these two little scenes, which the lectionary does for us today, I think there is clearly something else going on here. You see, I think the question really is not divorce, but perhaps really how we will respond, especially to our fears. The children, the kids, are being rejected The Pharisees want to know if it's okay to reject a wife. And the disciples sternly clamp down on not allowing the kids to get to Jesus. So when taken together, perhaps the larger question becomes, just to whom does the kingdom belong? I think it's at the heart of both matters, and Jesus quickly turns it into a question of vulnerability, I think. You see, the little ones are children, but I think on this World Communion Sunday, perhaps they can also represent all of the small and weak ones who have made their way into the church. The people who are not like us are the little ones. Serving them means listening to them and giving them a voice. It means a willingness to see them as an equal, which we who are strong can only do by being servant of all and last of all. So perhaps the real test wasn't divorce, but what the kingdom of God will be like. Will it really be made up of insiders and outsiders? Clearly the central idea is that life together is supposed to be better than life alone. And at first blush, I think this would seem a really good theme for World Communion Sunday, when we consider what it means to welcome the whole world at one table. Now we all have our limits. We make promises and really with all good intentions, we do plan to stay together forever. But people get sick. And people disappoint. People become trapped, addicted, distant, estranged. Nobody I know really wants a divorce. But we have our limits. And sometimes we find it impossible to keep our promises. Sometimes promises are broken for all sorts of good reasons. And we love our children. But doggone it, children are demanding. To bring children into the world is to severely limit our adult freedom. Children are utterly dependent on others to do things for them that they can't do for themselves. So many adults elect not to receive children. But Jesus makes it clear that God is not like that. God is the one who, from the very beginning, promotes communion and togetherness. God is the one who brings individuals together in community. That is how we got the church. God took us as different individuals, many unlike each other, and united us in one thought, in the communion of the church. Now, you know, Jesus was a busy man. He had people to heal, demons to cast out, important people to talk to. And these were just little kids. They weren't important, they couldn't contribute, they had no influence. Nice, but not worth Jesus's time. So the disciples shooed them away. But Jesus got ticked off. Don't push these little ones away. Furthermore, don't ever get between them and me. They are important to me. The kingdom of God belongs to these. Children, the kids, were important to Jesus. He gave them immediate access to his presence. Not because of what they could do for him. Just because he loved them. In fact, he went on to say, unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you won't ever get in. So lastly, I think quickly, what exactly can kids teach us? Maybe that we should come to know God so well that even when we don't understand scripture, we can still get God. A young four-year-old was struggling to learn the Lord's Prayer and began reciting it this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, I know you know my name. Now, you know, even though the Scripture verse wasn't quite right, the theology was right. We need to know God's mind so well that even if we mangle a scripture or two, we'll still reflect the God that we serve. Kids see the world in black and white. There is right and then there is wrong, and people do good and bad things. And kids know this because they are little and fragile and easily hurt. They know that they need to be protected. They know they are little people, no reputation to defend, no experience to brag of. One person observed that children sing, whether they sound good or not. Good doesn't matter so much because they aren't driven so much by pride as by the desire to share something that they have learned. Kids teach us faith. You tell them there is a God who cares for them? They believe it. You tell them God is big enough to create everything that we see and know? They believe it. So when it comes to kids, Jesus accepts them just because he loves them. Hear this please today. When it comes to sinners, Jesus accepts them just because he loves them. So on the Sunday when we remember the rest of the world, when we dare to see in our mind's eye brothers and sisters the world over sharing the Lord's Supper, may we really dare to embrace the unity of this image. When refugees are looking for a sanctuary May we learn to say, come here. And when we use words to try and describe us as welcomers and those who might embrace children and divorcees, may we simply mean what we say. When we say, I give you my word, do your very best keep it. Amen.